When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every forget time. about the face every, every time, time. <laughs> it'll never get old <laughs> welcome back to kind of funny's the mandalorian breakdown of course i'm tim gettys and i'm joined by the sad boy himself barrett courtney med fucking best dude are you kidding me what a great reveal last night timmy i'm so excited to talk about so it. much fun stuff to talk about in person because anthony carboni is here in the spare bedroom at the desk anthony how you doing that's my boy. That's my boy. This is a Tongs Day to remember, gents. <laughs> what a Tongs Day, what man. What a Tongs Day we're having. Oh, I have so many things to say about the sabered hand, Keller and Beck, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just... I want to hear it all. I want to hear it all, but I have one more person to introduce today. Pixel Circus's own Sage, Ryan. Sage, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm very jealous. I want to be there at the desk, everybody. We got to get you back. We got to get you back. I don't know Goodbye, when. Anthony. But it's come here, baby boy. Come Thank here. You. <laughs> come here. Of course. Anthony, this is... I'm sitting at our desk just yeah. to make you feel bad. You, you would not believe how much nicer this desk is. <laughs> <laughs> nice desk. <laughs> of course, this is kind of funny screencast. Reach every week. We talk about the latest in TV, movies, and trailers. You can get it on YouTube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. Uh, you can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast. And we'll be right there for you next week. We're actually going to do one for the premiere of succession. The final season. Uh, we will not be doing it week to week, but we will at the very least be doing the uh, season premiere. Very excited about that. I just heard the kind of funny intro music succession version <laughs> it's oh you know, it's good y'all it's real damn Should i watch that show 100 so it's 100 so i finally jumped in when they when they were like this is the final season i finally watched a couple episodes because everybody's like anthony this is a very anthony show mm. and i was like yeah i was yeah everybody was right everybody this was is so a real right show yeah i hadn't seen it at all and same thing leading the last season we've been binging it and i only have one episode left it's a to tough one tonight. to binge though man it is. got a lot of feelings a lot of feelings a lot of stuff going on but we'll talk about those feelings next week um of course if you want to get the show ad free you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to do just that just like our patreon producers nathan lamoth tripod plus plus trent barry james hastings and casey andrew have all done we appreciate you also very much today we're brought to you by honey but i'll tell you about that later Sage, I want to start with you. What did you think of this episode of Mandalorian? Uh, I love this episode. I think this episode was really exciting and eventful, um, whereas some of the season's been a little bit slow for me. Uh, I still find myself in the position where I keep going, hey, what's this season about? Yep. I do find myself continually coming back to like, oh, okay, so like we did the thing. We've got our, um, our Prince Zuko arc, our I'm restoring my honor. <laughs> Thank you to my TV for letting me know that uh, its battery is running low. Um... And now that it now that it's happened, it's like okay. I mean, now what? Now what are we doing, bestie? Uh, but it was a very fun episode, and I enjoyed it very much. Barrett, 
Yeah, I'm on the the same wavelength as Sage there where yeah, I had a really fun time last night. I can't wait to talk about, you know, the just the the fun things that they had to show off last night, uh just from like a production standpoint and then also uh lore stuff that I had some uh interesting ideas and thoughts last night as well. Uh but also had that like we're halfway through the season now. There's there's four episodes left of the season. What are we what are we doing for the the second half here? So it, we it's- got that Disney Plus pacing back, baby. <laughs> hey, shout out Star Wars Explained. Thanks for coming by this morning, bud. Yeah, good, good seeing you, man. Last uh, time uh, we we hung out with was the Jedi Fallen was Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, I'll probably oh, wow. I'll see I'll see y'all in in London probably next week or in two weeks. God, two weeks. Uh, but yeah, I think I think this episode or or this season, the arc to me is the definition of what a Mandalorian is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's doing a great job of anchoring it through Bo-Katan, who has the most complete idea of what the history of Mandalore is and what the Mandalorians are and is having that challenged every episode. And I think to me, it's okay if, if the episodes feel a little random and all over the place because what we're getting is we're getting Bo-Katan kind of figuring out what she wants to be. And I think, I think Katie Sackhoff is amazing. And I think Bo-Katan is carrying this, carrying this season on her shoulders. And uh, I, I love it because as somebody who's an animated fan, like you are, it's wonderful to see Bo-Katan get the spotlight she deserves. A hundred percent. Speaking of her shoulders, getting some cool little, little shoulder, shoulder Ooh, pads yeah. going on, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's you bringing up the uh, Barrett being the, uh, the anime fan or animated fan uh, specifically of the Star Wars stuff. Like, I feel like Mandalorian, starting with Book of Boba Fett, but specifically where we're at now, is I feel it more and more is feeling like the cartoon in real life, mm-hmm. where it's like we we the way that it's paced and the way that uh, we're jumping from location to location, like just the amount of characters we're dealing with, it does feel like episodic Star Wars content in a, in a way that is uh, allows them to just have fun with a lot of things that I'm sure we're going to talk about with uh, Ahmed and all that. But um, it does kind of feel aimless at times. But then when you like take a step back and like look at it as a whole, it's like, oh, yeah, it very much is about just the building, what it means to be a Mandalorian, how that's going to change, what it used to be, all of that stuff. And I, I do think that season three of the show is kind of a reset point kind of for them. And I think that it'll start making a little more sense of like what's going on with Ahsoka and, and things like that. But yeah. I'm having a fun time with it. I feel like uh, Sage was saying this is a really entertaining episode. And it's like, yeah, it's just kind of, it's a pleasant, fun time to watch. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I said this last week, like not just on a schedule wise, but like this being out at midnight, doesn't feel like something that I'm like excited for every week. And it's just like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, I'm having a good time. And I think that's a Disney plus problem, honestly. Like, and this is something that like, even with Andor show that was like putting out banger after banger every week, it's like, fuck, I got to remember to stay up till midnight kind of thing, you know? And I, I I just wish they could figure out like a, if you're a sleepy boy, it's so like some of that's on Disney plus and some of it is on you being a sleepy boy. I'm, it's midnight though, you know. See, like, my thing is uh, it, to to um, counteract that is for you saying, Bear, that you forgot about Andor. I didn't. Like I was like, Andor was like, this is event TV. I can't yeah. wait for midnight. I'm here for it. And then they delivered week after week yeah. in, in a way that I'm like, oh man, I, I'm going to be thinking about this for a week. Yeah. This show, I'm not thinking about. It. I talk to you guys about it and have a good time with that conversation. But then next week comes along and I'm like, oh, there was other cool things. We're gonna get them flying some fucking pterodactyl raptor things at some yeah. point that's cool i'm t- tell you know talking so about weird. it 
what it feels like is to me when we're talking about how it feels like the animation brought to life. I mean, obviously a lot of that is Dave uh, because all the animated stuff and that that canon was his baby, really. But uh, I like that feeling because it makes the show to me feel like I want this to be a Saturday morning. I'm eating cereal. I'm watching The Mandalorian. Like that's the vibe to me is it feels very much like I'm a kid and I wake up in the morning like I don't watch it at midnight. But like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, ooh, ooh, I got a new Mandalorian today. You know yeah. what I mean? And and that's a very like fun vibe for the yeah, whole thing to have. For sure. But let's jump into it. Carboni, I'm gonna let you go off. What happened this episode? Very I'd special. like to tell you a story about the sabered hand. <laughs> Keller and Beck. Woo! Known as the known as the teacher in the great Jedi Temple, who would teach the younglings the ways. This character was created in 2019, literally by my team that I worked on with the Star Wars show. I had nothing to do with it, but the team that I worked on with the Star Wars show, Scott Bromley, who is our showrunner and writer, uh, Mickey Cavafic. Comedy Button. From the Comedy Button. IGN. From IGN, from Rev3 back in the day. He, uh, our boss, Mickey Cappaferi, and uh, Steve Blank from the Story Group. Uh, all came together and created Keller and Beck for Ahmed Best. That's me on the set of Jedi Temple Challenge, which you can watch on YouTube. It was this beautiful kids uh, game show. Legends was a, of the Hidden Temple, it was but Legend, Star Wars. Yes, it was Legends of the Hidden Temple, Star Wars. They actually had some of the producers from Legends of the Hidden Temple consult when they were doing it because they know that's what they wanted to do. And Ahmed came back as Keller and Beck. There's me and Ahmed and, and my buddy Janina, who is, uh, who's of, of course, Aiden, Aiden Versio, yep. friend of the show. Um, and this was on the set of Jedi Temple Challenge, and it was wonderful to, they worked with Ahmed to create this character, and what, like, a lot of people don't know is Ahmed Best, when people say George Lucas created this idea of mocap and digital characters, he hand-chose Ahmed to co-create this process with him. Ahmed mm -hmm. was there every step of the way. When they were creating an all-digital character, Ahmed had just come off of Stomp on Broadway. Ahmed is like a triple threat. Mm. He plays like seven instruments. He knows like three martial arts. He's a brilliant actor. He's a wonderful guy. Um, and the Jar Jar thing. Yeah, and for those that don't know, he is Jar Jar Binks. He is yes. Jar Jar Binks. And so he was there on set every day helping George create the process of how are we going to do all digital characters? We wouldn't have that without Ahmed. Mm -hmm. And seeing what happened to him, you know, it was him and Jake Lloyd and some of the other people from the prequels that, that really got hit and hurt by the experience of Star Wars. And uh, I remember when uh, it was Star Wars Celebration in Chicago, which I believe was 20, 2018, mm -hmm. 2018, 2019. Um, we were just trying to convince him to come up on stage because he was, he was nervous about it. Right. He was like, what are the fans going to think? What are, you know, I don't know if they want me here. Like, I was like, you're going to come out. And you're going to get the biggest standing ovation you've, you've ever seen anyone get in their lives. And he did. Um, and then he was like, he was like, oh, there's been enough time. People have healed. People, people have, have healed. People have, people <laughs> have healed. Star Wars, man. Yeah. But like people like the sad boy grew up to become a sad man and they love the prequels. Yeah. And, and now the people who love the prequels are the right age to respect him and, and everything he did. And so after that, they created... Uh, it was, it was at the launch of Disney Plus and, like, a bunch of digital stuff. And so he was like, I want to come back. And so they created Keller and Beck, the sabered hand, who is a descendant of Ahmed Beck, who was his character in Clone Wars. Okay. Who was just there for a second. Um, 
And he was created, they were like, we want to create a character that gives Ahmed the respect that he deserves. And so he is, he is the head teacher. He is the instructor at the Jedi Temple. He is the keeper of the way. Mm-hmm. And he is the one that shows younglings how to like become Jedi apprentices and how to like tap into the force and how to be their best selves. And he's like a very positive role model for the younglings. And that's why when in the episode they say, get him to Kellerin, get him to Kellerin, like Kellerin is who would protect the children. Yeah. Kellerin is who the children would look for in a time. Like, obviously they all know Obi-Wan, they know Yoda, but they work with Kellerin every day and they trust him like a father. Um, and he is, uh, uh, and, and it's made, they like, worked in so much stuff about Ahmed into the character. His name is the Sabered Hand. That's mm-hmm. what he's known as through the rest of the Jedi. And he's known as like one of the greatest saber fighters in the history of the Jedi. And that's because Ahmed is an amazing martial artist. Like, Ahmed does not need to tap out. You saw him wielding the dual saber. Oh, yeah. That's all Ahmed. He never, he does not need a stunt performer to do any of that stuff. He can do the flips. He can do the parkour. He can do the martial arts. Uh, And there was something really wonderful to see Kelleran Beck is the reason we have literally the most popular character in pop culture today. Yeah. Kelleran Beck saved Grogu. And I, I, yeah, I loved it wasn't like an easy answer of like, oh, it was Obi-Wan or someone else. Like it, it, it gave, they found an opportunity to give an actor who, yeah, like was, uh, you know, shit upon by the fan base 20 years ago, right? Um, and then giving him a, like another big moment after the creation of the character to have like this big sequence that's yeah. really important has like a lot of interesting things going on around it um I, I i absolutely adored that and then i was thinking of like man it's gonna be great in like 20 years when the cast of the sequels come back and like other things and like everybody yeah. gets excited yeah. for that and, and, I, and I, you know just just to kind of digress a little bit into into like personal stuff for me like working with the starwars.com and the digital team like we are like we have always been a part of the whole thing but it's like we do the coverage of the stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We, we are not responsible for creating. creating the canon. We are not responsible for making the characters. We are, it's our job to lift the creators up. And, and that's a very important role. I, I, think it's, you know, I think it's an extremely important role, and we take it very seriously. But for me to see friends of mine who have been working at Lucasfilm for a decade get their mark on canon in such an important way... Uh, I was watching the show the way uh, Dave Filoni wanted you to watch the show, which was on BART on my phone this morning. Um, And it's the way they really want you to experience it. And everybody had been telling me, everybody around the office had been telling me, I want to know what you're, I want to know what you think about this episode. I want to know what you think about this episode. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, And I'm watching it. And I, the moment they said, get him to Keller. And I, I was like crying on Bart. I was like crying. I was like, Oh my God. It's so cool. Oh my God. They did it. Like they made this guy and like Ahmed is this guy. And I'm just like, this is, it was such a wonderful moment for me. I just, uh, yeah. Crying on Bart was my daily commute 10 years ago. (laughs) You know, and other stuff happened this episode and I'm sure it was fine. (laughs) I'm sure it was fine. Okay, I think that's a decent segue into, oh my God, we had to watch Grogu be sad for so much of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watching, and and like, I don't know, man. I feel like they're really honing in the the emotions on the CGI Grogu. It broke my heart. There was just so many shots of Grogu's face being devastated and being sad and being confused. I feel like that was a huge portion of this episode in a bunch of different ways, because obviously you have him 
in the flashbacks and you have him like leading up to it. Then you have him actually in that time. Then you have him when some jerk kid shoots darts at a baby. I love it. Him just getting <laughs> shot. <laughs> but I love I love Din as like the little league dad who's yeah, just he's like, gotta learn. Who's just like, I don't know if I wanna play dad. No, you're playing. Yeah. You're playing. Yep. Take it, you go, here you go. Um but yeah, I, I there's a lot of, you know, obviously there's stuff with Grogu that Luke would have taught him, I guess for we're saying two years, Luke would have taught him for two years, don't use force, don't fight people, not the force, but don't use force, yeah. physical mm-hmm. force, don't fight people unless you have to, that's not what we do, and then he goes back to his dad, his dad's like, all right, go, go beat up a go, go get in the ring, up. baby boy. <laughs> I understand that you are simultaneously 50 and an infant, but beat up the child, yeah. and that's a bit of a moral quandary. But I, is I, it the problem that the child is hitting a baby, or is that a 50-year-old hitting a child? Right. <laughs> <laughs> really good questions being asked this is, here. Which one is oh, more horrible and illegal? Yeah, uh, I, I love that it, kid though. just had I've the been, worst day. Like he got clowned out by a, like a tiny little guy, like 12, 12 times smaller than him, and then he got like carried away well, by a big bird. Well, well, <laughs> yeah. and then, you got so owned and then your dad doesn't even say i'm your dad yeah. until, until like the like, very end it's not they took my kid it's like a boy was taken paz vizsla <laughs> but you're, that's your kid man I, I, to me i because i i found that moment to be funny that he didn't reveal that until they got to the very top but i was like that also feels like because of like their kind of cult like ways that yeah. that's something that he wouldn't want to like he doesn't make want, a big deal of. He doesn't want to put pressure on anybody. It's yeah. like we will follow the way to get this child back. It's not for me to say this is my baby. We have to go get my son. Yeah, he has to sit back and see what everybody else says. That's dumb. Get your baby. Get your baby. <laughs> Din Din left y'all and was like, I'm going to get my baby. Yeah. Y'all suck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he left a bunch of times to go get his baby. Yeah, that's like the whole thing. But All Din does is go after that baby. I, I love the just the the him being a little league dad, like setting him up for this. And like Grogu just straight up not playing by the rules. Flip it over and then doing all three shots back to back to back. Yeah. I was like, at least the other guy I, gave you like a little bit of a break between the first and second shot. But I've been missing little cute Grogu. We've gotten yeah. hints of it, like even with what we got behind Barrett right there uh, with the little Bob of Frick dudes. Moment of cuteness. But I've, season one of Mandalorian, Grogu, Baby Yoda at the time, yeah. the child. He had my entire heart, mind, and soul. And I feel like we just gotten desensitized to mm-hmm. this little dude. Yes. And I feel like seeing him get shot with those paintballs, yeah. like, that brought me back. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I've been missing this type of look, shit. Every time he's, like, looking up at <laughs> Mando, like, please don't make me do that's, it. That's such a little kid thing, though, where it's like, you know, if you are if you were a kid who had to do, like, who had to do like sports or karate or something like that, where it's just like you, you like something bad happens and like you're a little scared and you're a little embarrassed and you look up at your parents like, can I stop? And they're like, no, you cannot stop and you cannot be embarrassed. It's time to do you the thing. You fully had the dad I froze up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how are you all coming around to? Because I'm a big fan of practical doll get thrown in air, puppet land. That's no. my, f- I love it and I love it more and more every week. It looked uh, so silly. It's so stupid. No, fully, it just felt like somebody was sitting there with strings and be like, wee, wee. 
I love it. I, I love it. I love it so much. My boy Luke Skywalker getting getting another shout out here. Mm. He's just like, it wasn't me that taught him. I'm like, yeah, who the fuck was it? Show some goddamn respect. Big old dork. And I fucking love how stupid it looks because it looks stupid when Luke did it in Empire. And it looks stupid when Grogu does it now. Yeah. And keep fucking flipping, y'all. Keep up. Everyone's just like, oh, it's how Yoda was in episode two. It's like, no, dude. It's how Luke fucking Skywalker does it. Yeah. Yeah, I love uh, people are mentioning the little crabs where he's like, you think he's like pulling rocks around with the force? Yeah. So and he's good. just he's just messing with crabs. <laughs> I, I love that, <laughs> though, because that, that to me really fits into like what they're building here of like, it's not about him being a Jedi. We're moving past that, yeah. at least for right now. It's mm. very much about him becoming more and more of a Mandalorian and learning about the, the way, the rules of everything and the whole extended montage scene with the armor yes. where there's like flashback cuts to him and so, there's like weird cuts happening. I'm like, all right. Right? This is weird. Before we get too far away from that scene in particular, I, th- I thought it was interesting in the moment because, yeah, there's all, a bunch of shots of uh, of Grogu, like, also looking scared and, like, unsure in that scene that, like, also tore at my uh, my heartstrings there. But then I, I thought the, the chess piece that she made for him was, like, a little goofy where it's yeah. just, like, a straight-up circle, like, right there. So like, far, I'm... I looked it up. Because it had like a name too, and I'm not—I I guess I'm not an armor expert. Because I was like, "What is this thing that she's making?" The whole time I was like, "Is she making him a tiny shield? Like, mm-hmm. is he getting like a cap shield?" Yeah. Um, and that like is an armor piece that would typically just be about like this big on someone's body, and That's she's like, problem. "You'll grow into it." He's just but, a little. Like, we also so little. fully know he will not be growing into it. Yeah. That's the thing is they don't know what a Yoda is, so they don't know that this guy is only getting about twice as high. Yeah. It's always gonna be torso. <laughs> armor yeah uh-huh. it was a weird call and i think when we when a couple i don't even remember when this was what fucking show was it in but uh at some point they're gonna give him the melt down the beskar and make it make him something and we're like what's it gonna be yeah and when it was chain mail i think all of us were like that's cool but that's it's weird like yeah. that's like that's not what we expected from these mandalorians who all wear armor that's not what we expect from star wars but you know? and, and even star wars he's just yeah. a little baby but he guy. is just he a little dude plate so yeah. i feel like maybe cool he has now he's wearing his little um chain mail mm-hmm. then he has this big circle maybe yeah. they're just gonna keep adding around the circle yeah. i don't know but don't the, know. we're i'm more convinced than i have been in a long time that at some point this little dude's be, gonna be a helmet. full ass this yeah. is, well this brings up the question that's in all of our heads right now you got a yoda ear what your Mando helmet look like with your big with your big floopy ears? Maybe it's a ray, like they have they made him make him like fold his ears back and it's just a regular like kind of Mando helmet, a little bit more shaped for his yeah. head. But then yeah, he has to like hold his it's ears. It's like back. a flash or Captain America situation where <laughs> yeah. his ears turn they go straight back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and I thought it was interesting that she made him that piece kind of like unprompted. Like that was something that she wanted to to give to him, yeah. even though even though she was talking about in that scene of like him not officially being like a Mandalorian yet. Or well, anything. we remember like in the it calls back to the first season where every time Din completed a mission to get a piece of his armor back, <laughs> he always gave a little bit of Beskar to the armorer for the foundlings. That's true. And it's mm-hmm. nice that they called that back and they were like, every time somebody brings something back, we put a little aside for for you. Mm-hmm. And so this is for you so you can stay safe. Um, and I love- Comrade Star Wars. Huh? <laughs> Comrade Star Wars, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. It's space. What is the answer to Star Wars? Is it star socialism? Could be. Could be. With that too, though, like the the building of the like with the foundlings, or even with just with the kids, um, having Paz Vizsla's kid, we see was it episode one or two um, of this season where like he 
puts his helmet on for the first time and mm. like that was him like kind of coming of age or whatever and so having grogu here and her telling him like you're learning to be a mandalorian but like you're not of age yet like we're getting there i do like that they're that she's taking it seriously and like i've, I've now come around that i don't think the armor is the big bad uh anymore mm. Mm. um no, yeah. but but again who this fucking show the twists and the turns are just yeah. <laughs> like I, anything. there will be i mean we're obviously moving up to because this is so much about what what is a mandalorian what does this mean no, because yeah. you get your get your little ears shot right off, baby boy. Yeah, that's but not also, okay. He's not like he's you not guys, built he like has, that. He has the force. All right, he's gonna be able to sense his ears are in danger. That's Turn fair. Turn his head. Turn his head. Mm. That's he's fair. A, he's a he's like a square or a little dude. Uh, yeah, but like the idea was for the helmet that I was pulling up. Yeah, with that, you know. <laughs> I uh, so I think we're leading up to which. By the way, thank you, Kevin, for that visual because it's important mm -hmm. that we figure out this helmet situation. <laughs> yeah. Oh! Oh, oh my god! That's wow. Okay, that's a lot. Shit, they're just on his little like dress outfit. Here's what I want. I want all of y'all who are who are supporters of Kind of Funny. I want you to draw what you think the helmet's gonna be like. Mm -hmm. Send it to mm -hmm. us. We'll look at all the helmets. We'll figure out what the best Grogu helmet design is. Yeah, okay, tweet at like Raj like Former. That. Yeah, at Raj Former. So, um, I think what we're leading up to is going to be some sort of crisis of faith and will mm. and that's why i said i don't think when you said last last week i think she's going to be the villain i don't think she's going to be a straight up antagonist but somebody mm. is going to be forced to challenge their beliefs very hard at the end of the season whether it's din or whether I think it's, it's all katan or I mean, the them. way that they've been naming these damn things yeah. like every single one has multiple even this one it's like the the foundling it's foundling. like cool it's even the freaking pterodactyl things going on like the last episode straight up is going to be called like the one where we have to deal with everything. Yes. <laughs> deal with our beliefs. Look uh, in the fucking mirror. Yeah, I mean, it's been fun to like, it's been fun to get the title and be like, every week be like, well, who are the two characters they're talking about? Mm. What are the two, what are the two storylines they're talking about? And I do love that, like, as we're getting the background of, of Grogu here, we're getting a little bit of, uh, more of that Mando lore where it's just like, this is what we believe. This is what the Forge means. This is we are getting some of that, some of that action in those good, those good space baby pterodactyls yeah. who are now... Who now are also foundlings? Yeah, well, here's the thing. What are you doing there? Once was... you bring in a little green guy and you're like, this guy's a foundling. It's like, well, fuck. If the green teddy bear's a foundling, are, the, are these guys foundlings? I, and here's, here's my main problem with it. If they want to make them foundlings, sure, whatever. It's, it's super fucking weird. How did you get them on the ship? And how are they just chilling on you there go, without without attacking? You know, it's also fucked up of like, they just killed that thing's parent. And they're like, now nah, you're ours. Yeah. Yeah. Now we, we're your parents. You get a little bit of uh, you get a little bit of uh, uh, macaroon in your hand, and you go mm -hmm. to, the, to, to, the to the pterodactyls. You go <laughs> and you get them into the ship. I guess that's the thing. <clears throat> it's clear that Grogu can like understand the language everyone is speaking, right? Mm -hmm. Grogu can kind of leave, right? These are fully pterodactyls. <laughs> Uh, Rogu's kind of a little guy. These are pterodactyls. That's specious. They're never going to be able to have a conversation with a pterodactyl. I think it's more like, I would like to think that, uh, that Bo-Katan meant it a little bit more as a joke. And I think it's, it's Bo-Katan trying to solve the problem of terrible gas mileage on jetpacks. Mm. Oh, yeah. But Which, that's also yeah. awful. <laughs> then that's like really, I, I agree because I was like, oh, they're going to like, harness and ride them mm -hmm. i guess but also again you're like hey we just killed your mom 
To be fair, your mom keeps swooping down and and picking up kids. Yeah. So like, this is swooped in and picked up her kids. Yeah. I I, I did love that they answered that because I did feel a little little bad when like uh, it's drowning in the water. I was like, oh man, like there's three babies up in that nest. What are they gonna do? How are they gonna fend for themselves? I thought it was a, a cute little... That crocodile little, came back, though. That it did. Yeah, crocodile. that was cool. Look, we know that there's nothing... It's always a bigger fish. There's always nothing there. that there Dave and John like more than kaijus and people riding kaijus. Sure. If there isn't a kaiju rider by the end of this, and we thought it was going to be the mythosaur, it may still be the mythosaur. Hey, there's, a, there's enough mandos to go around, man. But How many beach scenes are we going to get of, like, it just looking like a cosplay convention of Mandalorians where there's just, like, 20 people in, like... Every color fucking imaginable just standing. It, just, it reminds me of like the, 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 like the famous like clip that goes around of like all those people like raving underneath a bridge and they're just like well, yeah. dancing around. It's like y'all <laughs> don't real, look serious. Real letter Kenny outside the yes. outside the convenience store vibes. But I Yes, the, the skids. <laughs> well, real, real quick, before we move on, I want to take a quick word from our sponsor. Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. And thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. And we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You'll wait a few seconds. You see the fun little dancing guy. Honey searches for coupons and it finds you the best ones and then you just watch the prices drop we here at kind of funny have been using honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech costumes food you name it honestly i just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save that's the best part honey doesn't just work on desktops it works on your phone too you just activate it on safari on your phone you save on the go if you don't already have honey you could be straight up missing out you can get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So now we're back. While we were during the little commercial break there, we're we're discussing something. Hmm. Why Grogu? Why did they? Everyone's dying. All the Jedi are being hunted. Yeah. Order sixty six happened. Anakin's there slicing the motherfuckers up. Why do they need to save Grogu? Why do they need to get him? We know our boy in the beginning of this episode that everybody was after Grogu because he is he's part of a mysterious species that is extremely strong in the Force. Mm. They literally say this guy is this. These guys are space wizards and they're bad news. Uh, mm-hmm. And we know that Yoda. Was, a, was the master of the Force for the mm-hmm. Jedi Council. He was the one that was the most tapped into it. There's something about his species, probably a midichlorian count. Get a Lady Schick razor so we could figure it out. But, like, <laughs> if we could... There's something about his species that is strong with the Force, mm. and that's important if the Jedi are to continue after this. It, it, it was just so interesting to me because it felt like there was a plan specifically around him to get him out. Yeah. Right. And like it, it really feels that way when there's no other foundling or foundling, geez, younglings uh, like mm-hmm. uh, going with uh, Grogu to, to escape with uh, what's uh, his character's name? Uh, Kelleran. Kelleran. 
And it, yeah, when they meet up with the fighters from Naboo mm-hmm. uh, and like that whole, it, it felt like this was a, a just in case, like save this kid. Yeah. And I was trying to think of like, yeah, like the simple answer is like, yeah, uh, Yoda comes from a very rare species that we don't really know much about outside of yeah. Yoda and Yaddle and uh, a little bit of Grogu so far. And it's, then it's an heir to the throne thing, right? Mm. You get, you always get the the young heirs heirs to the throne during times of political upheaval, revolution, war. It's like get get the president to Air Force One, get mm. the king and the queen onto whatever they think. Save you know, save the most important people. Uh, which, but what if? Look, look, is it fucked up? Sure, but does that baby Yoda got a lot of magic? Yeah, you yeah, do. I I definitely agree with Anthony that obviously there is like a bloodline thing, and there's nothing that Star Wars loves more than a bloodline thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing Star Wars more loves more than a destiny. Um, but I also, and this is my second Avatar reference of the day. I'm very sorry. Um, but no I also cannot wonder if there is like an expansion upon exploring the species that Grogu comes from and Yoda and like Yaddle. In um, if you picture like the way they talk about the bending elements in Avatar: The Last Airbender, who are the original benders? Um, I wonder if there is some kind of like deeper dive into the origins of the force. And maybe mm. that is, you know, there is a planet in which the, you know, the force was initially connected to, and that species in particular were the first to connect with it. In Avatar, you have like the lion turtles and mm. like the badger moles or whatever. Um, so I would be very curious to see an exploration of that. And yeah. there, it's possible there's something in the extended uncanonized universe that I'm not familiar with that does dive deeper into that, like, where the Force came yeah. from initially. Yeah, we talk a little bit in the animated series about Mortis, uh, the mm-hmm. living planet where the, where the, that is an embodiment of the Force, where they meet the father and the son and all the, that stuff. The daughter, and it, yeah. And it's very, like, personifications of different types of the Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's two things that we know. We know that Dave Filoni loves to d- dig down into the lore and explain the lore. He, wants, mm-hmm. he loves the mechanics of how the galaxy works. We know that John Favreau want to make Lone Wolf and Cub yeah. and not deal with that stuff. And I think <laughs> the the pull of the two of them together is very good because yes, this show is moving towards it's 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 Chekhov's Yoda. We have to explain why Yoda's work. Yeah. At by the end of this show, otherwise we've the the whole crux of the show doesn't matter. But I don't think they want to dive into that anytime soon because I feel like that would just be moving so quickly towards it, you know? Yeah, I, I'm really interested because while I, I think that it totally adds up and makes sense that there's something about Yoda's species bloodline that makes them like more midichlorian-y or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I also wouldn't be surprised if, like, because we, we've only seen three of these things. Yeah. And only one of them is like Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, Yaddle is... Well, totally forgettable. For and and plus here's years. my thought, and you know, some of y'all know me from my insane theories mm-hmm. when we break down the Legend of Zelda videos, Zelda is right? Dead. And last night I had the thought because yeah, like the easy answer is I feel like especially for a lot of our Star Wars uh, dorks of like you know, there's something about their species that's specifically uh, special. And then I was thinking, you know what else they've been loving a lot lately? Mm. Teasing a little bit of cloning. I'm talking about cloning. What if Grogu? is a secret Yoda clone. Now that's interesting. And, and and instead of the reason why the new Empire people wanted to study him, not because of the high midichlorian count, 
but how to figure out how the fuck do we clone someone who has the force? Well, that's exactly what they were working on. We know that they wanted. Well, no, yeah, we know that. Like, uh, but I'm talking about the reasoning of wanting Grogu specifically. Shout out and, to Doctor mm-hmm. Pershing. Justice for Doctor Pershing. Exactly. And so, uh, like, I'm wondering if they they like knew about this secret, you know, possible Yoda clone, mm-hmm. uh, like a uh, force user, and we're like. Where's the science into like how yeah. do we replicate the force? Because then we know that uh, now, through vague terms, uh, who uh, who's the guy who dies in the Last Jedi? Um, Snoke. Snoke. He was like a created being, mm-hmm. but was also able to use the force. Now, is that through Palpatine or whatever the right. fuck? Um, I don't know. But they're, I don't know. Here's Again, it's an insane. Though. It's an insane theory. So, I know. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. If people are saying in the in the chat here that like, but. With the age that that baby baby Grogu is, the Jedi didn't know about cloning. Now, what we can presuppose is age. Most of the Jedi didn't know about cloning. Mm, mm, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Age, though, you're, that is a good An point. Age is Be, good. Yeah, because there is like the whole uh, enhancing of like uh, speeding up uh, a lot of the clone army is like actually half of uh, lifespan than yep. regular people. It was only Boba Fett that uh, Django had requested to age normally to have a son of his own. And so that would also be another interesting tidbit of like maybe Grogu ages a little bit more quickly. So we actually had, see him become like, I don't know, not just a baby. I'm not going to shoot this down because I've had wilder theories on this show. So okay. I have no All place right. to do it. But I, I will say that even then, like, but I, I don't know if the, if the aging thing can uh, can work because I know it's still like really slow. The, like, the yeah. biggest thing is like he, we know that he's at least 20 something. Mm-hmm. Right. So that like they've said 50, but like, if he was Order 66 and now we're in Mando time. Yeah. like, And I also yeah. believe, I mean, this is something that we got to bring up too. I believe that, uh, the you know, and, and Ahsoka even says this, it's not that he shouldn't be talking by now. It's not mm-hmm. that he is baby. He is baby. But mm-hmm. he had... He had some really bad emotional stuff happen to him. Very traumatic experience. Very traumatic experiences that have uh, arrested his emotional development. Um, and so we're seeing we're seeing Same. somebody. He's got trauma. Our baby's got trauma. Mm, you mm. know, a lot of the babies who survived that got trauma. You know, exactly. So it, I'm wondering just just how old he is, how actually developed he is. What's gonna? Because one of the things that I think we're also working up to is baby gonna speak soon. It's gonna be way. His first word's gonna be way. He was trying to. He was trying to say it. He was trying to say this is the way last week. Oh yeah. He wants to talk. It's gonna be so weird when he talks, right? Yeah, I'm ready for it. So Kevin, weird. give me your best Grogu voice. Yeah, what's Grogu gonna sound like, Kev? Way. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> and uh, the last thing I, I, I wanted to bring up. Because we were talking about it a lot last week, this mythosaur. Is it more of a, uh, just like an analogy for faith, or is it really going to be Bo-Katan riding on this thing by the end of the season? I think it's I, both. Yeah? I think I think it de- it's definitely about faith, and like especially now that she has the, what's it called? What is the little thingy? The pauldrons? The dual. Dual pauldrons. Pauldrons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pauldrons. Yeah, and just I, like I, Sage, I, I'm not an armor enthusiast, so I don't know all these. <laughs> and these and terms, I, I liked but. that little uh, tidbit, too, because it, it felt like, her becoming less about herself and her specific uh, family and becoming a little bit more open to uh, Mandalorians as a whole, yeah. which I thought was a, a really cool little step for her. Yeah, I'm, I'm really loving the um, softening up of, because we were talking about this is a cult, but mm-hmm. they're sort of softening up the idea of, is it entirely harmful? What do you get out of being part of this community? 
do, do they do more good than harm, even though they have some very extremist fundamentalist sort of views, right? I love I love the scene of um, how do you eat in front of people? You don't. We're going to walk off and we're going to eat alone and you get to sit by the fire because you're the leader and you get the most respect. And it's like, these are very, very weird beliefs, but they're not as harmful as I think we initially believed them to be. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering... I'm wondering, like, what's going to happen with this enclave by the end of the season, and, yeah, and yeah. who's going to believe what by the end of the season? Yeah, it's interesting, but I, I do think that it it ends with them, with multiple of them riding the little little dudes, yeah. the pterodactyl guys, and uh, and with with Bo on the the mythosaur. Now this is now yeah. final final big question here from me. This is the last thing that I'm wondering in my head. We know that we've got a Donald Duck, Daisy Duck situation when it comes to Yodas. Mm -hmm. Yoda talk, talk silly. Yeah. Yaddle talk normal. Mm -hmm. Grogu. If he's, a clone, he of, talk if he's like? a clone of Yoda, you know. What's he, he going to talk, talk like? Good, for sure. Normal. Huh? He talked good. Yeah? I don't know. I, I, I don't I, think I, he's going to Yoda. I think for a few reasons he's not going to Yoda. One, uh, they do want to escape the him just being baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Mm. Unless they are like that would to me, if he does speak like that, Barrett's a hundred percent correct. There's no freaking question. There's no way that he is his own separate being. And then also talks like Yoda. Mm -hmm. That would be so weird and confusing, especially when you know that like star Wars is trying to market to an audience that isn't super informed on star Wars is often kids. Mm -hmm. It would be too muddy and too confusing. Uh, and also silly as hell. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, people in the chat are, are bringing up how Yoda talks that way to honor his master. And I will bring up that that is, that is one of those Star Wars things that they uh, scrambled to make true mm. because yep. they forgot that Yoda wasn't supposed to talk like that before, <laughs> before he went to Dagobah and went a little loopy. <laughs> it's the same reason the Jedi are wearing like Tatooine robes in the prequels. It's like, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. We got to explain this. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I just hate how it feels like they don't fucking know. And they're just kind of like week to week putting this shit together, or at least season to season putting this shit together of like, is Grogu related to Yoda? Is he going to talk this way? I feel like it's literally a flip of the coin of like, they'll figure it out later. They'll, I they'll... think it's, but I do think it's very interesting that like in the prequels of all the different younglings and the different kind of alien younglings we saw and all that stuff, we didn't see a baby Yoda, which leads a little more credence to your theory, Barrett, that he was, he was being kept secret special. Yeah. Yeah, they were hiding a little baby Yoda for whatever totally. reason. One of my favorite things about the prequels is Naboo. Love the planet, yes. love the look of it, love the vibe, love all the different guards and stuff that we're yeah. so familiar the with. Flash Gordon, and we saw we saw it in this. Mm -hmm. We got to see a bunch of the the, the Naboo kind of guards come out. I was like, oh shit! I was like, is that a Madala <laughs> ship? And it's, it's not, but it looks like it with yeah, the, right. the super shiny chrome everywhere. I was like. This shit's awesome. I just always love the different Where, where do you think they're going? Because, like, uh, obviously with that flashback, they go into hyperspace, and then it uh, flash, uh, gets us back to the uh, scene with the armor. Um, and then we know there's still, like, a big gap of, like, he got off of Coruscant with uh, uh, Kelleran. Mm -hmm. Kelleran back. And, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but still somehow ended up with, like, these pirates at the beginning of season one. Yes. Where's the jump off? Where did where did things go wrong, essentially? Well, do we think we get that answer this season? I don't know that we get the answer this season. I do we think, think we get more of part of the answer this here's season? Here's what I think we get. I think, like you said last week, I think uh, we get more about the way when we talk, when mm -hmm. we get the Ahsoka way. series. 
we get more about not the not the Mandalorian way, but the that that Jedi underground the path the path Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah. get more about the path. We know Quinlan Voss was working on it, who is like who's like a big character in the animated stuff and in the prequels. I think we know that in the in the EA games, they're working towards finding a way to keep people safe, right? Like we saw that in some of like in some of the new trailer. Yeah, I think we're gonna see some history of the way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably how they were initially ferrying Grogu around. Um, And then things got more and more disrupted with the way and he probably, or the path, sorry, I keep saying the way. Uh, Things get more and more disrupted with the path and Grogu kind of gets lost. You know, I think that's, we might see some of that. Now, here's a question, Carboni. Do we see Naboo and do we get to see Ahmed Best interact with Jar Jar Binks? On Naboo. Yo, no. because this no. is Star Wars. No. If I could no. get Keller and Beck talking to um, talking to Jar Jar Binks, holy, no they would do no it. Way. They'd fucking do it. Ooh. I just don't think it makes sense this season. But nothing makes sense this season, so it doesn't fucking matter. It could be next episode. Four episodes be, left. Yeah, this exactly. Is, look, like, since we talked about since we talked last week, we got Johnny. We got Johnny Fabs coming out and saying, "I don't foresee an end to this show. We are not." working towards an ending we want to do endless star wars adventures for as long as it's fun and cool for everybody so they're in no rush to answer a lot of these same way barry i'm making the same face yeah sucks ass i just i just you know like uh, and this is you know coming from my heart of like an anime fan where i very much uh enjoy anime that knows the story it's telling and Mm -hmm. does it in five seasons right and whereas like but I also love One Piece, and One Piece will go on until, like, we'll all be dead, and One Piece will still be going. And there's, like, a love-hate relationship I have with that, and that's just, like, my fear for something like Mando. I don't think Mando will ever go as long as One Piece, because, again, One Piece will outlast us all. But that's just, like, what are we building to then? If you don't see an end to a story, it feels like you're building the plane as you're landing in a sort of weird way that I just... I don't know. Yeah. Feels I agree. I think the best stories have their ending in mind when they start. Uh, I think they know what story they want to tell. Um, so, like, I'm in favor of there being Star Wars adventures forever. I'm not in favor of the Mandalorian going on forever. I mm. like what we're doing where we're telling stories and moving on to the next. You know, where we're doing a season of Obi-Wan. We're doing a season of this. You know, hey, a few. But, like, five, six seasons of Mando? would yeah. be very good to me and then give me more stories more star wars adventures forever and and here's the thing people are like well what happens if mando gets gets canceled and we don't get any answers you know the nice thing about i mean the nice thing and also the unfortunate thing uh, depending on your look uh, uh with shared universes you can get endings to these stories in, in the beginnings stuff. of new series yep. or in the middle mm-hmm. of new series you know what i mean uh, that's kind of what they did with a little bit of uh, very little bit of like uh, Rebels when Clone Wars was originally canceled and we got some follow ups on that. Yeah. And then, you know, we got the last uh, season of Clone Wars later sure. on. So and of course, yeah. the book of Boba Fett. Right. You can just tell a whole different show in the middle of a show. <laughs> yeah. You can just throw whatever show you want in the middle of a show. So depressing. I, I hate how much fun this all is and how just such a sad state of affairs. Just like, guys, just care. It's, just like care about making a story. It's all, I think they do, and I think, you know, just because a show's going to go on forever doesn't mean it's going to constantly be telling one story the entire time. Well, that's the problem, I though, no Carboni. Idea. This, yeah. this one season's telling 15 stories. Well, <laughs> but here's the thing. I had, when we saw Bo-Katan last season, I was like, it's cool that we saw Bo-Katan. I had no idea that we were going to get into the life of Bo-Katan. And Neither did they. Show. 
You know, maybe they did though, Tim. <laughs> maybe. Tim, maybe Tim, they did. Come on, Tim. But it's maybe okay. they did it. <laughs> we were, you know, last week we were talking about how people need to be okay with. You can't keep calling things filler episodes. Sometimes television episodes are just episodes. Right. And mm-hmm. I think the same way TV shows can tell multiple stories over long periods of time. They overlap. They don't all start and end neatly at the same time. I think we're worried because we love it so much. This show, but. They haven't gotten there yet. We're just kind of like, no. we're kind of predicting doom right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've been burned before. We Yeah, sure. Um, right. You yeah. see your walking deads that kind of just keep going when the fan base has moved on a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And then I've only got incredibly dated references, it would appear. You have your Breaking Bads where mm-hmm. they're like, oh, no, when we started this, we knew where it was going to end. And we were only willing to do this many seasons. I would argue that, that Star Wars has hit that walking dead point where I think that we are the people that are, are still watching. But like. The majority of people I know are not no, watching. Yeah, I, I don't feel like people are talking about this. Uh, new episodes of this, like everybody was talking about, even season two of yeah. Mandalorian. So, and I, I think I don't feel like we're at Walking Dead point. I really, really don't. Um, I, I really don't. I mean, the Star Wars fans that I know are still watching the Mandalorian, and I think mm. that the difference between that is like the fan base of the Walking Dead was uninterested or disappointed and had fallen off at a certain point. I don't think that the Star Wars fan base is there. I think that people who are outside of the fan base are exhausted with hearing about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fair. And I, I think that the even maybe the Marvel fan base is a little closer right now to that than Star Wars is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you know I think so, someone's still loving and enjoying both. Yeah. Somebody in the somebody in the chat is saying I know a lot of people that are just jumping in now. There's there's a lot of you know there are a lot of people that don't watch something until it's got a couple seasons now that we're in the the land of the binge where yeah. it's like okay this is still around it's still doing well now I'm going to jump in and see what it's about and then, and also to be fair like I don't feel like at least for my timeline being on the internet I don't feel like this season was being promoted a lot like the first two Right. Uh, and things of that nature. So just yeah. I don't, that, oh, I can tell you. Stuff. I can tell you that you know, for the last couple of years, I have been doing like lead up events to the season of The Mandalorian, then premiere of The Mandalorian, then like you know, one week later, like you know, we've been, a lot of official <clears throat> press stuff. And I think they feel like number one, the show. It may feel like people are falling off the show because they're not doing as much of that stuff. Mm. And I think maybe mm. they're not doing as much of that stuff just because people know about The Mandalorian now. They don't need to push it as hard as they did first season when it was like, well, some of us didn't enjoy the most recent movies. Some of us don't know how this is going to be. I don't know if I even want to subscribe to Disney Plus. You know? So, like, now they're like, The Mandalorian is a known thing. Mm. And that's why I think we don't hear about it as much. But I could be wrong. Yeah. yeah. I have been before. We'll have to see. Let us know in the comments below what you thought of this episode. Uh, what you thought about the man that saved Grogu. The sabered uh, hand! A <laughs> uh, uh, cool. little bit of housekeeping for yes. next week, right? A little bit of housekeeping. We will not be doing next week's episode because uh, a lot of cool stuff is going down and we're busy traveling, doing some cool things. So uh, no Mando breakdown next week, but we'll turn the week after that. Um, but... Until next time, Carboni, where can people find you? Oh, my stars and garters. Thank you for asking. You can find me and Sage uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays over on uh, Pixel Circus on Twitch doing our morning show, It's Too Early. Uh, you can also find me in two weeks in London for Star Wars Celebration. We're going to be live streaming every single day of the show, as we always do. This is the way. Uh, so watch that everywhere there is a Star War. You can also find me sleeping for the next two days because I just did GDC, and I'm a sleepy little boy. It's too much. <laughs> it definitely is. Sage, where can people find you? 
You can find me everywhere on the internet at Not Sage. Uh, you can also find me on the Pixel Circus channel. That's where It's Too Early is. Uh, and we also just announced a new tabletop RPG show that's all hot gay lady pirates. And Twitter seems to be pretty yeah. excited about that, uh, as yeah. am I. It's called Salt and Serpent. Uh, you can check that out on the Pixel Circus Twitter. Go do that, everybody. And until next time, may the force be with you. Wee. Have a good Tongs Day. <laughs> Egg! Hey, both of them. Star Wars history. What a day. Yeah.